Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Got Mental Health Podcast. I am your co-host, Rachel Cove. I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur, author, artist, mother, and certified recovery coach. I'm your co-host, Arthur Mogilevsky, entrepreneur, girl dad, animal activist, and owner of AM Healthcare, a premier substance abuse and mental health treatment program. With the collective experience of 21 years working in the mental health field, we are excited to bring to you a safe and fun place to talk all things mental health. We will be interviewing experts, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and professionals in the entertainment industry to better educate, inform, and inspire our community to have positive mental wealth. Welcome back to the Got Mental Health Podcast. My name is Rachel Cove. I am your co-host, along with my other co-host, Arthur Mogulskiski. Let's get it right. No. Fine. We have back in the studio, Dr. Grant. Dr. Grant is an internationally recognized and award-winning media psychologist, author, published researcher, doctoral addictions counselor, and educator with specific expertise in technology, impact on mental health. He was the 2022 president of the American Psychological Association, Division 46, the Society for Media, Psychology, and Technology, currently chairs the APA, Device Management, and AMP Intelligence Committee, <laughs> co-chairs the APA Strategic Planning Committee, is an APA Advocacy Division Partner Liaison, and serves as Secretary of the California Psychological Association Division. He is also the National Advisor for Healthy Device Management Device Management for Newport Healthcare. His current research includes a large-scale study in partnership with the Newport Healthcare Center for Research and Innovation, and he's investigating his theories surrounding the potential impact of a caregiver's device use behaviors on attachment bonds. He is also engaged in explorations of the identity construct effects of social media, parasocial media relationships, and cyber aggression targeted towards adolescents, teens, young adults, families, and our cultural relationships at large. Other current projects include an international publisher commissioned healthy device management and practices of good digital citizenship guidebook and companion curriculum group process workbook for professionals serving as section leader, co-editor, contributing author for a special pediatrics, children and digital media international issue supplement in partnership with children and screens Institute of Digital Institute of Digital Media and Child Development, and as a chapter author contributor for two media psychology topics focused textbooks. I, that intro's for my wife, because she always says I need to surround myself with interesting people. I'm like, you don't know my friend, Dr. Don Grant. <laughs> oh I, and after this fucking intro, like I am surrounded by the most Whoa. interesting people. I don't oh. feel worthy to be here anymore. I, oh, well, you know. Uh, we're all worthy to be here. We're all, and those things are all lies. I just, <laughs> my publicist made those up. I actually, that's a lie. I didn't even have a publicist. Did chat GPT write that for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's a whole other podcast. It really is. But the one today. Porn. Okay. So I'm just wondering at the top of this. Yeah. Do we need to put. A sensor? No, we're not. You, the condition of me doing this. Was Trigger no warning for anyone? I'm just saying, should we do, put on the front of this. NSFW. What is that? Oh, that we even have this. It's the acronym not safe for work. So that's oh. what you put in a subject line if you are sending 
your friend what we're talking about today and you'd want to warn them you might not want to open this at work and it's and uh, it's a real thing i thought that, that was a sexual position like well, or we'll like talk a about form that of sex, too. like bdsm i'm sure it, well what would it be arthur i'm here it is go for it. i'm gonna here we go here's <laughs> i told you and no holds barred not <laughs> safe for work nsfw <laughs> what position would that be arthur please well let's uh let's see uh, on laying down or standing up what is it what would it stand for the acronym no i just made it up and it okay just, it sounded we'll like move. It. all right but that is a real thing that we've that that yeah. is a, even is a real thing like now you just like gotta warn yeah. your colleague because you can only imagine oh you know arthur sends me something and i'll go whoa and the person sitting next to me it's like, i mean i gotta be honest i mean i've had my friends send me whatsapp messages and and you know there are women on the other end of those messages in a video format and i open it in a really you know not comfortable situation and it was it was pretty embarrassing you know so. what i'll start this off i straight <laughs> up had porn on my computer one time and i opened my computer this was years and years and years ago this was yesterday i'm totally <laughs> right now i'm looking at her computer right now she's got four windows open no, this was like 10, this is like 10 years ago and it totally happened and it was starting to play and i was like fuck so i started it it's all what kind of porn was it i don't remember well rachel is now claiming credit hashtag fake news to watching porn no for 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 being the reason why the acronym NSFW exists. Thank you, Rachel. Wow, You're so welcome. Arthur's now going under the table. Like what? It's under there, Arthur. Wow. He grabbed his Pleasure. ball. <laughs> <laughs> he grabbed your, My you, laptop a, is there. There's so a purple I, ball in your hand or something. You grabbed we'll a, be throwing this. You grabbed your around. ball. Okay. So where do you want to start? Well, I mean, I wanna look, like first of all, I just want to so that we're clear like this is something that we need to talk about we yeah. really do but we have no are, we, are there any guardrails any no there's no guardrails i think we, that we need to because this can go in a million different directions so i think the first question is like what's the intention and where do you want yeah. to start with this and then let's just let's just take it anywhere well the first there and i we're not going to talk about this topic today uh there are two there's there's a lot of things that are internet now centric or things that have been um driven by the internet. There's two that right now, even though I've done work on other things that I really believe, especially for kids, are super, super important topics. One of them is cyber aggression, which is not for today. I'm gonna to be presenting uh, at APA in Washington in August, my, my presentations on cyber aggression, but the porn mm. and what it's doing and what it's done already to the kids and nobody wants to talk about it and we need to talk about it and i know it's super cringy and super embarrassing but as we say may he with a free hand cast the first stone why and, is and, it super embarrassing and super cringy that's why, a great question because even like, why do you think it is <laughs> so i always reference back to like <laughs> roman days oh, where people would just sleep with everybody and there'd be there is no social norm the social norm is to do everything there's no laws there's no religion binding certain belief systems yeah, I, well what happens you I know mean, you're talking about rome a lot of things happen what has what happened especially in america let's talk yeah. about america what happened of why we're so repressed about a lot of things religion religion our puritanical roots all of these things i mean we look it used to be i saw this amazing amazing art exhibit 
and it was from the 1920s in America. And it was very innocent, but it was showing uh, pictures of best male friends. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking at these pictures, and they're sitting on each other's laps in these pictures, and they're holding hands in these pictures, and they're hugging and kissing. And I'm looking at this going like, oh, well, that used to be okay for dudes. You know, there was nothing sexual going on. This was These were not sexualized relationships. They were best friends, and the point of the exhibit was... Exactly. I can see it by your face. It was to show that this used to be something where men could show affection. Mm -hmm. And really, I mean, this was amazing. And it was just to show that that's okay. But, mm -hmm. you know, we can't do that anymore. I mean, the whole emo thing that happened with guys and all of that, it's coming back. But the idea of sex... Mm. And, and you look at America, and you look at even in the 40s, 50s, and then the 60s happened. Right. Where it all went all loose. It all went up. But what were those people looked at by mainstream America? Hippies, drug addicts, you know, free disruptors, free-loving huggers, tree huggers. I mean, you, whatever you want to call it. But Okay. Yeah. So when you talk about the repression, and you talk about, you're also talking about, and we all know this, um, and I'm, I'm just going to say it because it's just true. While certain, let's say, members of, while, while a certain religion and members of that religion who were in positions of power were telling boys that if you masturbated, you were going to grow hair on your palms, you weren't going to go to heaven, and they would take boys and they would tie their hands. This is true. They would bind and tie their hands to their beds at night. And while... While they're doing that, they're also oh, yeah. but come into my office, little altar boy, and let me show you some things. I mean, come on. So the shame yeah. that masturbation had mm. or has, and really driven by certain factors, and one of them is religion and, and certain factions with religion, but it's really kind of egregious in so many ways of what we now know was happening to not just boys, but primarily altar boys and all of that. And while these same institutions were telling boys that if they masturbated, they would go to hell and tying their hands. This is, I'm not exaggerating this. They would tie their hands to right. their hands. Well, it's the same institution that told those those priests and those religious you know, heads that you can't be married, you can't be in a sexual relationship, you can't have all of those things. So they had to find their outlet, right? And unfortunately, it was a very dark one. Or inlet. Or inlet. Oh, oh okay. Oh, All right, so let's get back. So we're talking right now, I think we're going to focus basically on online porn, yeah, right? Because yeah. this is the proliferation of it. So I don't know about you guys and what, you know, and I'm, here's the thing. And I don't know where there's so much of this, but it's, a, it, it's an issue. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with masturbation. I'm not saying, and I'm not going to make a, a comment about just all porn in general. However, there's pieces of the online porn that I think are very, very, very concerning. Mm -hmm. so. I mean, personally, I don't think porn is bad. Right. I think that- All porn or? And you're speaking as a woman. Well, well define what I, porn is. I, I mean, you know, I gotta be honest with you. I called my girlfriend yesterday and I was like, you know, I, I'm actually really nervous about tomorrow's conversation. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, why? It, it, in, if I'm out to dinner, I talk about this stuff, no problem. Right. If I'm in public, I'm known for being very honest and open and transparent about this stuff. And even now, I notice my heart's like racing a little bit. Why and I'm like, I think is? probably because I'm in a room of men, right? Mm -hmm. And as a very as a very sexual woman, I think in our culture, 
especially for women, we want to be, we don't want to be viewed like a slut, right? But yet we want to be viewed sexually because look at how we all post pictures of ourselves, right? We show, we want our cleavage to show, like we want our ass to show, we want our lips to be like super big, but then we also don't want to be viewed in, in a negative light. And okay. I think like the whole thing with porn is like, there's so much shame around it. Do I think all porn is good? No, there's a lot of porn out there that I think is is really bad. And I think what's what the the bad thing that's happening is that a lot of children are being exposed that's to porn. That's what I want to really focus on. Yeah, child, I was exposed to it, and there's a lot of children that are being exposed to porn, and they're learning what sex is through porn. Thank you. And that's what I think there's okay, a big problem. Okay, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. And I just want to point out, you use the word slut. Yeah. Okay. Let's just know. Let's just keep it real. What we all know, right? Yeah. So, slut. What is that? <laughs> well, actually, this is what my girlfriend and I were talking about yesterday. It was like, oh God, why is this so difficult? Just go for it. I, here's what I, my point was. Yeah. I have, and again, I'm Ugh. saying this is the father Horrible. of daughters. Yes. A female version of it is called a slut. What's the male version? A whore. What's a male version of oh, a slut? A, a gigolo? A playa. A playa. Boss man. I Boss said that man. So horribly. In the a worst playa. case scenarios, it's called a fuckboy. <clears throat> but yes. However, a guy who's a playa who's doing the same sexual activity as a woman, mm -hmm. yo, he is the man. Yeah, he gonna get it. Yeah. I won't be like. Arthur, the playa. Please don't reference me. In that I can do it. Hey, you said no boundaries. <laughs> However, it doesn't work that way. Same thing with bitch. A woman who's a bitch is like whatever. And a guy who's a bitch is a little bitch, and that's not a good thing. Arthur, are you a little bitch? Depends. Yeah, you're uh, a little bitch. Okay. My I'm girlfriend saying, was like, Rachel, free the sluts. Free the sluts. Well, it's not, but I don't want to use that terminology because. But some, it's. Because humans need to define Because sex things. is fine. Right. Let's just put like yeah. sex is okay. It's also, by the way, everyone, a primordial basic need that's from our lizard brain of procreation. So I talk about this and look, the human orgasm, you know, animals don't, most of them, there's only a couple, but animals don't have orgasms. They don't? No, not the way they have release, but, oh. or and I should say, animals just this is in their DNA, it's in their coding to go and get it, right? Because it's all about Darwinian. We are animals. As human beings, we are animals. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have an internal coding that wants certain things, whether it's food, shelter, but it's the only, 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 this is sad, I know, the only role or the only job of any creature is to procreate. Mm. Some species do really nasty things like you read some of these these were like they'll go and they'll do transformations and they'll take out a whole hive or the so we are only meant to procreate every species that's darwinism that's true however this is kind of the brilliant part of evolution and nature so humans are the top of the food chain like if you had aliens if there's life forms on other planets and Not they if. came here well, yes, okay. <clears throat> life forms, it's kind of arrogant to think, you know, that we're the only ones, whatever yeah. it is. So life forms are coming. And if they ever try to come for us, well, firstly, I think that, uh, in my opinion, I think keeping up with the Kardashians being beamed out to space will avoid that. I mean, they're, if, they, if they get any of that, they're going to be like, 
uh, no, that planet is not whack. if that planet is really interested in reality TV. Super colorful. Well, then they, yeah, well, then they would already seen like the Jersey shows and the Housewife shows. So they'll be, they should be already here yeah, by yeah. now. What are they waiting <laughs> they are, for? They are. They are them. And then we'll do <laughs> Alien Housewives from, you know, the this planet. This is why I love whatever. having Dawn on because we can talk about porn and never talk about porn. Well, <laughs> hang on. I want to, this is good. He's I, perfect. I, 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 well, Here's the deal. So if they came, I've said this, and I don't know, but I'm just kind of thinking, if they didn't know and they looked at it and they and what do you they they had to judge what was the top species that rules this planet, mm -hmm. and they look at us with our no claws and our no fur and our, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians outlook, I don't think they'd pick us, especially if like they saw us with like a bees or snakes and we're running from them. Yeah, we're running. So yeah. they would say, Oh, snakes, bees. If, if snakes, bees, and cockroaches actually could communicate, they would take us all out. Forget the zombies. Oh, forget However, humans are the top of the food chain. Why? Because we develop something no one else has. None of the other species. Frontal it's called, lobes? Yes, the ability to reason. Mm -hmm. We can make choices. Other animals are just programmed. They got to raise their young for a minute. I mean, most of them, we're, we're crazy, like 18 years or longer. Like most species, it's like three months at the longest, kids, you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go make some more. Uh, so we can make choices, which other species just procreate. They have sex and they will go, we see some of these things like bears or polar, they will like just go to find any, any other of the opposite sex. They'll go anywhere. That's what they have to do. That is their only, only, it's kind of sad. It's their, like no, no orange theory for them. Their only thing is to propagate the species and whatever happens, happens. Humans aren't that. Humans have free will. Humans have reason, which allowed us to rise to the top of the food chain. However, what did it also do? It allowed us to say no to the one thing we that we are programmed, which is just mate, have babies. We can say no. We can turn down sex. Now, I don't know. <laughs> Again, do we? However, what did nature do? Because we can. They gave us this thing called... The internet. The orgasm. Oh, mm. nature. Nature said, oh, we're smarter than you. You could say no to just having procreating. We're going to make it so you can. Mm. We're going to give you this thing called a nut, so, an orgasm. So take it back to like caveman. <laughs> Have you ever? Right. So did they... Because that's, I mean, let, let's just say from the, the, the earliest origins of, of man and woman procreating and did they say no or did they use it as just procreation i it. think they probably well we're still here so clearly they clearly did not they did. Say right no. so that's what i'm saying did you ever see like i forget but orgasms existed it, back it was then a too. movie I, i'm going to say it radon chong bending over the river in that prehistoric neanderthal movie from back in the day when i was younger uh i don't know they 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 i think neanderthals because they had developed that part of their brain the reasoning yet. Mm -hmm. And they also didn't have, like we <laughs> talked about earlier, any subjugations against sex. So also you have to add in that when you have, are told, no, you're not supposed to have sex, no, you're not supposed to do this, and you got hormones, and then you have orgasm, and let's bring it back to where we're, I think we're going. Mm -hmm. How do most people experience their first orgasm? Through masturbation. Touching themselves, masturbation. Mm -hmm. So that lights it. Dopamine loop, dopamine loop hit when when you orgasm. Oh, I want more of this. Mm -hmm. 
The online porn thing, and I really want to make sure that we we get at this because this is important to me, um, especially for kids. I don't know. So here's my origin story. Um, one of our friends, it wasn't my dad. It uh, wasn't my family except for my older brother. So I have an older brother, and he had magazines. Mm -hmm. And then a neighbor friend of ours, a male neighbor friend, his dad had, like, the pornocopia. I mean, it was, like, you know... And so that was our my first exposure, probably seven, eight, nine, ten, and looking at these and oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Um, back then, for me, my experience was it was Playboy. Really, there was Hustler, Hustler was the dirty, nasty one. Why? Why was it dirty? The guy who created it was much dirtier than you, you know who created it. I'm, Larry Flynn. Yeah, Larry Flynn. Yeah. yeah. But it was it Playboy was tried to be tasteful in their articles. Hustler just laid it out. It would be <laughs> one of the channels on Pornhub that you don't go to first, but when you go there, you go, that's not ooh. And it was kind of the layout of it. Like there was one where they would lay Polaroids on like what looked like a bathroom floor and the dude's feet riding like that. But it was it they showed more nasty. It wasn't even trying to be art, like something like We, which was a French one, um, or Playboy. And so we were exposed to that, and it was crazy. But then my personal favorite, penthouse letters. Mm -hmm. And they often started with, I never believed this would ever happen to me. <laughs> and then it described these scenarios of these situations that you didn't expect. It basically was a porn video, but it was written. It was narrative. And it was... Um, I'll just say this. I spent pretty significant amount of time in my freshman dorm basement laundry room waiting for these twins that allegedly, according to my research from Penthouse Letters, were going to show up and rock my world. However, it was a lot of imagination. I also want to point out as we move on that those magazines and things like that, it's a lot of uh, uh, first exposure, but they were magazines. They were static. Right. So you had to use your imagination. imagination. Penthouse Letters I like because it was imaginative. That's kind of where it stayed. I mean, if, if as they used to call stag films, if you could get your hands on one, that wasn't They weren't videotapes even for a while. Those were difficult. And then sneaking around when you went to the Blockbuster or wherever, I don't think Blockbuster had them, but other video stores where as a young boy I would be walking around and I, I, saw, I saw the back. I wasn't allowed to go in there, but I saw who was going. I was like, ooh, those were the videos. Now you just go on. Anyone can. And you can just go on and you can see. So it's now, and and uh, you were going to say something? Else? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree, but I also will disprove that because I think you do use your imagination. Unfortunately, it goes to very dark places for a lot of well, people. Well, hang on, and I'm so going to challenge that. Your search process is very dark and imaginative. And then you try to find something beyond just the sex video. Or well, like, here's where you know I think I mean? the problem is. Okay. And, and I'm not I'm <clears> just <throat> going to say this. So let me, and I, I know it's a lot. I just want to lay it out from my experience because I've worked with this and I've been talking about this and trying to talk about this and no one wants to because it's cringy, it's embarrassing for at least 10 years because what I started seeing, because I work with teenagers and they would tell me and they would trust me. And so I started hearing them coming to me, these were the males, and they would tell me they were very nervous. And they would s just 
not want to talk and very, very stuttering, stammering, but they trusted me. We'd established that alliance, and I really respected this, and they would say, um, they would tell me that they were experiencing erectile dysfunction. Now, I'm going to tell you, I started seeing it about 10 years ago. I've talked to other professionals who are experts in this field. They have seen it, and I've talked to clinicians all over this country, and now around the world, they're seeing it. What is going on? Why is a 16-year-old boy who should be getting a hard-on when the wind blows having ED. So we got to look at this. The first thing they're afraid of it, they say to me, Don, I, you know, I'm, I'm having erectile dysfunction, da, da, and um, I think I'm gay. I'm like, okay, that's cool. We can walk through that. Let's, let's try to figure out. Well, it turns out that most of them were not. Then they'll say to me, oh, it must be, must be the medication. I'm like, bro, you're not on medication. <laughs> well, what is it? What's going on? Why are my teenage girls freaking out and telling me they're very uncomfortable because their boyfriends are wanting them to go 50 shades of gray mm. on the third date. Where is this all coming from? Well, if you look back, what's happening is that most kids are exposed, most kids in the bell curve, to online porn. I'm going to say, oh, they're no good friend. Like my no good friend who showed us all of his father's pornocopia. We didn't know, but we didn't. once we saw it, that's all we wanted. Mm -hmm. So somebody tells a kid about it. Now it's all out there. Everyone's heard about Pornhub. And eight, nine-year-old, 10-year-old kids who also are playing other video games and things are discovering these sites. There's no regulation. It says when you go on them, are you 18 years of older? Yeah, the same as they did with social media. You have to be 13. And they're going on there. Now that's fine. So they're being exposed now to an unrealistic situation that they're not able or mature enough to really process. What you're saying, Arthur, is why are the girls, the teenage girls, complaining to me that their boyfriends or their whatevers want, or even experimenting, want to go and start Fifty Shades of Grey? And back in the day when we were talking about like a, a woman raised her petticoat and showed her ankle and guys all got hard-ons and they're all popping boners all over the place because these kids are overexposed and they're underdeveloped. So what's happening is they're going on something like Pornhub, let's use that one. Mm. And they're going into a regular thing, a channel, just whatever, just basic, what used to be called mainstream. And that's fine, but then the addictive process that we all know about addiction kicks in, and those videos become boring, and they find the ones. And meanwhile, their right. brains are imprinting a form of sex and a sexualization and a blueprint and a template that is not realistic. And this is how they're forming during, by the way, the sexual stage of development in adolescence. Bad, perfect storm. So then these boys, like any addictive cycle, have gone through these, and they get bored. But unlike, like, when I was saying earlier, Rachel, like Playboy and We and those and Penthouse Letters, those are, but when we saw those hustlers and we saw, there was other ones that I'm not even going to go into uh, that were even more graphic and showed more things and penetration and all kinds of things that you didn't really see in the more mainstream ones. How are you going to go back to the other ones? So what's right. happening is that those channels are right across the breadcrumbs of the channels on Pornhub. I'm telling you, I've talked to, I can't even tell you how many kids I've worked with who trusted me bless them with this because I treat it very seriously and very respectively fully and they'll they see the next channel and then suddenly oh they would never have known about it they would never have been exposed to it but it's right there and they've already depleted their cravings and all these things because they've already blown through no pun intended the first basic general one they just went into whatever very quickly the next thing you know they're into these channels these fetish channels 
and they're into all of this weird stuff and now their brain has been conditioned because it's a progressive thing and now I've got a 15 year old boy who's into fisting so and choking a- and things that they're seeing and I just wanna say one more thing. Yeah. While, and I'm talking about the males right now, we'll talk about the females. The males are being blueprinted and so what happens, and this becomes with adults and becomes with young adults, why they're having ED? Well, because they're desensitized and they've already printed, imprinted in their mind how it's supposed to go. And those aren't real. So if she doesn't say the right thing, or if there's that weird belly like burp that happens between people sometimes, or if it doesn't go the way it's supposed to go, it's not working. It's mm. not following the script and the brain is short circuiting. So he needs this. And this is why I have 15 year old boys who have ED, I have ad- adults too. It's a huge problem among young adults and uh, uh, also older male adults. And their, their partners are saying what and they're going along with it. I'll end with this. Um, I was talking about this yesterday with a colleague who works with a lot of sexual issues. A lot of the women have been complaining for 10 years, teenage girls, that the guys all want anal sex. Mm. And I'm like, I want to talk to the dudes. Wait, wait, do you know what's right next door? Have you have you looked around the neighborhood? Because maybe you just didn't know what you were doing. Look next door. And it's a thing. And the guys are all, and then, oh, and someone said to me, well, are they gay? I said, yeah, no. They're watching this. And they're learning about a lot of things. Their sex education, as you said, Rachel, is coming from online porn, which is not realistic, very subjugating to women, very body shaming, very aggressive. And this is what they think it's supposed to be. But there are a lot of women that enjoy the pleasure of anal sex as well. Yeah, well, if she's if it's consensual, I'm talking about oh. my, my female, my, my clients or the people I work with who they're not down for it. Got it. And it's right. the only thing the dude wants. Yeah, I'm not talking about, well, do whatever you want. I'm all, do whatever you want as long as it's consensual. Right. I don't well, care. That's, Go that's at it. Sure. Have at it. I'm all about all that. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about when the the female doesn't want it, and the male is insisting because that's where he is in the term of the terms how, of his evolution. How much of it do you think? Well, is on the lack of conversation that parents are having with their children because they don't feel comfortable talking about penis. Any of it. I don't know. I'll tell you another true story. This is shameful, but you know. Because like my parents never talked to me about sex. Like I I had to, I found a magazine, went to my grandma's bathroom and that was was. the first time I learned how to masturbate. Was it Playboy? I don't remember, but it was a woman with large breasts and a, and a hairy bush. This is well, I, I want to get us over, but then I want to talk to you because I will do a true confession because it's one of those shameful imprintings. Um, the time my mother caught me. Oh, me too. Oh, um, my God. Well, you're, I, you're a female, and I'm not saying it's better. I'm saying for your mother to walk in on you as, as a young boy. Why is it worse? Arthur, help. It's the same way as how we we don't understand how there are a lot of things that might be really uncomfortable for women. It's a thing for a man to see have his mother see him in that position. To do you ever walk? I've never had that, so I don't know. Okay, please, I don't want to go too far in. (laughs) But did you two ever walk in on your parents having sex? Ran away. Why? Well, I punished them because I I had it 
while they were home and I tried to be very loud so that they could understand what that experience was like for me. Oh, did they get that? Was I, that I don't, I don't know. <laughs> did they stop having sex because of that? Uh, Are you to blame? You had, instead of revenge, reason revenge they porn, which we'll talk about, you had revenge sex. Did that work out? No, I had a much traumatic more. I, I took over the bed that they had. They gave me their bed and I, oh. it was a really Wow. That's weird something experience. for your therapist. But I opened, anyways, uh, but that's besides the point. I didn't even know other people masturbated until I was 16 when I did my first fourth step. And I remember looking at my for my sponsor and I was like, okay, I'm about to tell you something. She's like, what? And I was like, I hump pillows. And she's oh, like. you hug pillows? Hump. Hump pillows. And she's like. <laughs> and, she's looked, and she's like, okay. That's as far as you got? That's, you don't have a rabbit? No, that was like, well, that was later on in life. But like, she's like, is that it? And like. Yeah, I'm just, I, I know I'm like a horrible person, right? She's like, bro, everyone fucking does that. It was, it was such news to me because no one talked about this. Your friends didn't talk about it. No, I didn't know anyone did this until I was 16 years old. Did your friends talk about it, Arthur? As guys, not to that context. Like we, it was very like again, very from a shameful. We make a a joke about it. But it was, I think as we got older, we felt more comfortable talking about the real shit that we do and want to do. And and so and not, not when I was growing up, though. And not just that, though. Every time I had an orgasm, I thought I was going to hell. All right. Yeah. So here's two things. I don't know, Arthur. So here, you. that's good. I was probably about seven or eight, but I was not. I remember this so clearly. I was taking a bath. Mm. And whatever I did... I, I wasn't planning it, but whatever I did, and I realized that was probably my first conscious orgasm. I was like, oh, cool. And then here is very weird. So then I was in elementary school, and we had these slides. And I didn't plan to do this, but kids would slide down the slide, or they're smiling. I would do this thing. I can't really describe it in a way. I would have to show, and I'm not doing that, and it's a podcast, where I would go. I did it accidentally. I was trying to go up the slide, and so I would have to take my knees, and I would have to like do a little mm. bit and put my knees along the side of the slide, and then climb up, climb up, and suddenly I, had, I came in my pants. Mm. However, that was embarrassing, but I was like, okay, and I spent... Not only that, every playground, all my friends were suddenly playing, were playing Foursquare. I used to play. And I stopped playing. And I would make up excuses about this slide. And, oh, God, I oh, hope she's not listening. Mary Humbert. Mary Humbert played Foursquare. And I That's found the enhancement. Yes. Sorry, Mary. I found the enhancement of if I was going up the slide and looking at her, oh, my God, double the pleasure, double the fun. And... Fast forward, what Arthur's talking about, my friends really didn't talk about it too much. And my sexualization also in the real thing happened way too early. That's I'm not talking about it now, but it's it was it really messed me up for a long time. Yeah. And that was something else of actually having sex. Mm -hmm. However, for the masturbation, because that's always been, you know, just the thing. When I was moving into college, I was very poor. We didn't have a lot of money, and so I was kind of, you know, especially during my college years. So I needed roommates. I we were moving in my junior year, my junior senior year, senior. We were moving in. Uh, there was two of my buddies, and this is where we become more comfortable, maybe Arthur. So I never had anything to contribute. So, but when you move together with roommates, especially then you're like, okay, we're gonna get an apartment, and you choose your roommates strategically. So, okay, I'm not gonna use their real names, but. Okay, Jimmy, we're on Jimmy says, Well, I got a dining room table, I've got a, a microwave, I've got dishes. 
Uh, Joe said, okay, I've got a TV, I've got, you know, some end tables and some lamps and an Xbox or whatever we had back then. It was an Xbox. I looked at them, I had nothing. I looked at him and said, I know about 322 ways to masturbate. <laughs> and they both looked at me and said, dance in. <laughs> it's a true story. You're kidding. Huh? Wow. <laughs> Did you show them? I, that's another podcast. <laughs> so I think something I'm, inter Maybe. I'm interested in talking about is why porn mm -hmm. is so shameful and why it's so secretive and why it's something we, sh we feel ashamed to talk about because I think that's part of the problem. I think it's the secrecy that it's something I shouldn't be doing. So what do you mean by the secrecy? Like me admitting that I've watched porn on here is again if i was just talking to you guys and i wasn't on a podcast it wouldn't be as scary but for other people to hear that that's what i've done it feels shameful in some well degree. i think anyone listening to this podcast and hasn't already turned us out or you know called the fcc i think they get it i'm going to give you some stats because i'm a geeky guy like yeah that. so stats are usually you know a significant stat for if, if i had to ask you what would be a percentage that you would feel any statistic, oh, that's at least something that is significant to look at? Give me a percentage between 1 and 100%. 70? Yeah, that's... that's. I'd say anything over 50. Anything over 50. Um, I read about this, and I really keep up. The estimation of legitimate people who do this is that 86 to 96 of American men have watched online porn, and women are just slightly less. That is... To get... I mean, I believe that. Well, okay, because it's it's there, and if at least if you're porn curious. However, what I'm worried about, and we can talk about these however you want, Rachel, and I really appreciate your honesty. I'm terrified. I'm going to get through it. You're going to get through it. Yes, I am. Because we need to talk about. I think it people because... will listen to this because if you think about it, 96 percent of the men out there watch porn. If you, that's the point of our conversation yesterday, is like feeling comfortable with talking about the things that everybody's already well, thinking. What do, you, what do you think your listeners? Because look, <clears throat> maybe they're nodding their heads, maybe they're in shame right now. Um, one of the things that I'm very worried about, especially with the kids and how it's sexualizing them and how it's teaching them something that mm. is maybe you know, and what used to be main uh, hardcore is now mainstream. All that. I'm also talking about adults and couples because I work with a lot of couples as well. Yeah, and I'm, it is a problem with the the wife, and I'm making up a stereotype. I know, um, the wife thinks the husband's cheating, right? Because they're Be watching porn, and he's coming back with new tricks, or he doesn't want to have sex, or or opposite, they would rather have the husband watch porn but stay faithful to the too. relationship and just go ahead and masturbate because they're in bed playing Candy Crush Ugh. and thinking about Joel from the Mandalorian. Well, that goes to our first and, episode together. So. so so the husband's over there and doing his thing. However, with younger people, I also, and I'm just going to say it, look, and I'm not judging it at all. Again, may he with a free hand cast the first stone. So it's making, especially young teens and young adult males, I think it's making them lazy. I've had them tell me, why should I bother? I know how to get myself off in two seconds. I don't want to go through this whole thing. I think the pandemic... Oh, I know this because I've read the studies. The pandemic, I mean, the porn sites were just one, but a bit of where it just, I want to, dare I say, exploded. Also, we might not talk about this today. I've already seen some of the prototypes, which scare the heck out of me, of when virtual porn, which is already here, and AI, but really virtual mm. porn, Oh my goodness. And I'll just say it includes sensors. Why leave your house? Mm -hmm. And I also worry about what 
porn is doing to intimacy, what how it's blueprinting. Because um, when I had to work through all my strategies, whether it was social media or gaming to teach healthy device management and the ones who maybe had some sort of addictive propensity toward any of those, I will be honest with you and tell you, porn was the last one that I really was able to crack the nut pun totally intended. Wow, it's a good job. And it took me a lot of, and I had Both some very, I, I really had some some people who trusted me who had a problem with it. And it took a lot of different things and to be able to help those because it can have a lot of negative issues. Um, and I'll tell you this, when we're talking about parents, this is, and this was in a movie and, and it's actually true. And maybe that's why I was in the movie several years ago. I have teenage boys who are really pissed off Moms won't talk about it. They don't want to. Too cringy. Dads are going on their kids' computers when they're not there to try to get the good sites. <laughs> and I've heard this so many times, and the kid's like, whoa. Or the dad, if he talks to, I've heard this too many times too, if a dad talks to his son about it, and if, and the kids will say to me, he thinks he was really, like, my dad is so creepy. Like, he was asking me, like, do I have a problem? But he was really fishing for information. He was trying to get me to tell him the good sites. Because the digital immigrants and these dads are like, well, I know about Pornhub, but what are some other ones? Yeah. I, I, just, I just remember my uncle burning fucking CDs. And, like, me and my, my, my cousin would just be going into his office and stealing them and trying to watch them. I mean, now the day of age of, like, exposure to videos and what you can do with it. I mean, well, it's really about the lack for kids. It's really about, and it's, we're doing the social media. I mean, look, I don't know if you guys know this because Utah, state of Utah, yeah, go beehives. I just heard this. So they already they banned Pornhub. Well, okay. So before <laughs> that, they were one of the states that did the social media with TikTok. So they really put limitations on TikTok. That governor there is not playing. However, but what he did, what, it wasn't that he, he wasn't, what happened was that he said that they, uh, Utah in 2016 did the, was the first state that did a very big um, reformation bill. And it went through all of, of porn and talking about it. And it was, I got to say, because I look at these with a pretty partisan eye, but also with a meter psychology, I, I look at a lot of different ways and I can be pretty judgy. I have to say that I went in there with, practicing contemporary investigation when i heard about that utah bill in 2016 about porn i expected it to be like a bunch of you know mormons or whatever no offense just yeah. being very like too too far not in reality about it it is pretty pretty darn damn good this thing and they wrote and it goes through it so utah's been on this they did the TikTok thing where you can't watch TikTok at night after 11 o'clock to six in the morning if you're a, a, a you know if you're a minor and that's good get to sleep <clears throat> then on monday if that were not enough and whatever date people are listening to this so that would have been may 1st 2023 utah banned Pornhub from utah the beehive is Pornhub free those bees now i expect are freaking out mm -hmm. and i expect if you looked at like a drone <coughs> or if you looked at like a, a satellite map people would be like wait a second on may 1st at night why are like there's so many cars you with utah license plates parked in colorado nevada idaho driving over the state border so they can get their porn hub on yeah, but there are other sites. It's not like you need porn. I was I'm being kind of funny, but yeah. I'm saying they banned Pornhub. I mean, that's a that's a separate conversation because they also a, promote other things well, too. Well, no, I'm not getting into politics and I'm yeah. all about the first amendment. Yeah. Cuz yeah. I think that's not cool. 
I think banning it. Yes, I. But I do think <laughs> that with all things, we need to protect the kids. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. And Pornhub's yeah. thing is, you have to be eighteen years or older. Now, do they check that? But so we'll go back to because this is your this is the premise of the conversation. I know we're going in a lot of different directions, which I love. Shocking. No, no I love it. It's to think of the kids and protect them, right? What protect them and use loose, loosely, right? And what I mean by protection is through education. It's not through let me just ban this site because they, right. they're resourceful. They're gonna Correct. figure this shit out. One hundred. They will go on oh, Instagram. Dude, they and could take that ball in your hand and this water bottle and be on Pornhub in Utah. They probably already are. Probably are. As right? the rest of the digital immigrants and the dads are freaking, freaking out. out because they're they're because their kids don't share that information <laughs> with right. them. So that's the reality. We all figured it out when we were kids in our own ways. We got the magazines, we got the this, we figured it out. That's gonna happen, the kids are gonna watch porn. The best way to quote unquote protect, and I, the word is, because you're not trying to protect, is to educate Thank you. and talk to the kid. Thank you. Like, I'll be honest, I have a daughter who's five years old. And I'm, I, so I understand where parents come from. I'm scared shitless when this day will come when that conversation is going to have to be had. Tomorrow. Right. It, it, there have been instances where it's, we, it's already starting to come oh, out. Rachel, tonight. I already so, had it with my yeah, kid. I was going to say. You yeah. already asked me what Well, right. And so that is, but, that, but that's the best way for me to serve. Like I always have this battle, right, internally, but that's the best way for me to serve the interest of my daughter and her growth in her sexuality and where she's going to be when she's going to be an adult is to have conversation with her, have my wife have conversation with her as a team, figuring out and educating. Like that's the best way to protect your kid. It's not to put on a blocker on 100%. Google. And it's like, not to pretend. Like I said to you, I was uh, doing some trainings around the country on all things healthy device management and good digital citizenship. And the company I'm not going to name that hired me to do this several years ago uh, knew my show and said to me, um, Don, you know, everyone loves what you do. And it was two days of training clinicians. It's, a, it's across all the things that I teach about teaching healthy device management. They said, you know that thing that you do about, anyway, cut to the chase. They were talking about the pieces that I do in that about porn. They said, could you please like, just like not do that in the South <laughs> or some Southern states? I said, what, are you censoring me? They said, well, could you just slow play it? I'm like, mm-hmm. So I had a contract and I was thinking about it. And so they told me this the day before I was leaving. And so I went and I just changed it and put just a little thing on one slide. And I'm gonna tell you, that whole tour of the South of I trained when I was training clinicians for what I do, in the customer comment cards, as I call them at the end, where they talk about things, they were great, they were very kind. And they, a significant number of them said, can you bring Dr. Grant back? We wanna talk about this online porn thing. We don't know how to treat it, we need help. I've had, it's. One of the hot topics that clinicians will call me on the low key. I was asked to come out to, out to Malibu, and it was like a secret black box operation where in a church, of all places, um, <laughs> the parents had found out some things, and they wanted information, but no one could know about it, and they were ashamed. I want to ask you, Rachel, because I heard you say this. You said you've already had this conversation with your son. How did that, what did you do? Tell us what was like, oh what God, happened, I mean, and what I, it's like now. I've been preparing for this conversation since I was pregnant <laughs> because okay. I had the exact opposite experience where no one explained anything to me, and it was a huge detriment to my mental health. Um, he, So I, I had a book for a long time called Sex Conscious Conversations. So I knew that beforehand when he asked me, I needed to be as 
neutral as comfortable as possible so that he didn't feel that discomfort so he just asked me what is sex and I told him what it is and I told him what happens and then he just moved on and did you ever talk to him about online porn not yet what would you how would you do that if you had to do it today how would I do it I've I would probably say because there's going to be a day when you can well, make a decision whether you do or not. Let's just I let's mean, workshop this for her. I saw porn when I was his age. What would you tell him? I, I would say so. There probably Jesus. There's something that two people do. It's a profession. It's called porn, and they have oh, OnlyFans. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and they have sex on camera, and there's a lot of things that happen that. Now I feel like I'm being put on the spot, but I probably would say, I don't want you watching this. Fuck, I don't know. It's well, so and I'll tell you, and it is because I don't I, want to shame him. In full no, disclosure, but- without breaking HIPAA, I have worked with over the years many adult film people in what we do with you know dual diagnosis, and in my private practice, I have two uh, clients who identify as working in the adult film industry right now. So. Yes, it is a profession. It's a profession. And sometimes I'm like, that's a really cool profession. Like, honestly, I'm sorry. Sometimes I'm like, that's cool. I don't think you should tell your kid. I'm not going to tell him that. <laughs> I think I want to say to him, if someone else is showing you this who's an adult, you need to always talk to mommy and daddy about it. But I don't want to shame his curiosity for it. But Do I, you think that a kid at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 should be watching online porn? No, I don't. Why? because this is the crux of what I'm right but we we haven't got nothing wrong with porn what I think it sets up an arousal system yes of of whatever you're watching hypersexuality and here's another thing another thing of of a really interesting phenomenon I started noticing with my clients over the last 10 years is they are now into the MILF do you know what that stands for mother I'd like to fuck Okay. No, now be- I'll take it to Gilf. Grandma? I'm going, oh, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm going there. You are? Yes, because I'm- There like, are a lot of variations. Of well, this, okay, so I, I always look at phenomena, and I'm trying to figure out why, because I want to help people, right? And I want to, but I also want to be fair, and I want to look at it really, really honestly, not just make up fake news. Uh, so I started noticing this, and then they took it offline. And then my teenage boys were catfishing older women on dating sites hmm. that are meant basically, just, if for me, it's a lot of it's just, well, I don't want to get into yeah. that. However, they were saying they were older. And all they, they weren't interested in the girls their age. So I started looking at this. My hypothesis is this, and this is not proven. Why are these suddenly we're seeing in the last 10 years, not only they want the mills, but the gilts, the grandmas too. And I'm not talking about like, you know, fetishy thing and all that. And that's fine. If it's consensual, I don't care. And you're both adults, both adults. Mm. So let's talk about the mill thing. So I started noticing, it's not like it wasn't something we all fantasized about. You know, I remember, you know, which of my friends had the hot mom. So, you know, it's not like this is new. However, it became something that all the, it, it became so prolific and it was serious and they weren't interested in girls their age. And I started thinking about that and I'm, Complete hypothesis, complete theory, because I looked at all the variables, and I thought, oh, wait a second. During their sexual development in printing stage, these are the first generations that are completely open to all the online porn they want, and what are they seeing? They're seeing mature women. Mm. They are seeing an idea in their mind of a mature woman with a full body who's a little older, and their little brains are telling them and imprinting, well, mommy, 
but this is sexy. A girl who's 15 or 16 or 17 doesn't have the same thing and isn't as open, isn't come and do this and do not as experienced. So they are seeking out what the online porn, I believe my hypothesis has imprinted in their mind, this is it. This and is unfortunately, it's, it's being validated in real life because there are older oh, women who are like, they yeah, are I want you as a younger it. boy. So my female so like, clients oh, and some of my friends <laughs> who are older, they are like, I'm all about that young little, you know, you know what. Yeah. I want you got to take it a step further, right? Because having like this conversation with your kid and I, and, and, and I feel bad that kind of put you on the spot, but the reality is like, I, She's I, think, in. I think I'm also looking for that answer, right? You can't, it's like, you can't, you have, you can't formulate the best way to educate. In my mind, I'd be like, look, I, if you're going to watch it, there's this thing called porn, porn hub or porn sites. You're probably if, if you eventually land on it or watch it and you have questions, I'm here for you. I won't judge you. I'm here to support you. I just yeah, I think I have to. And, and that's I'm, it because the reality that's going to happen because it's not just paid actors no. who are doing it. No. You have amateur videos. That's right. You have These are, that's dark the big shit one right. on that's there the trend right now and dark stuff and bad things and yeah. fetish and abuse and 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 Rachel has her hand up. I just, I'm so curious. By the way, we're recording on video, so if you want to display oh. something, <laughs> you can. I could have, oh, I really <laughs> you could have done You could have done the sliding. I, I was, you could have slid. You wish, you wish I did, maybe later. You have a slide at home in your backyard? <laughs> no, I don't have a backyard removed. Oh. <laughs> I think, and I hope I say this correctly, I, I'm very interested in the arousal system for a couple well, of- Well, you know addiction. Well, no, 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 but I mean, because, oh God, so, the porn I was introduced to as a kid definitely shaped what gets me off. In now. what way? Here we go. Being you need to, hang on. I'm not sure. That's the problem right. for me. It's because that's what was imprinted, and then you you attach that to sex and orgasms. So you cannot untether. Do you think that people want to just like keep smoking crack? No, but I guess my question is what. Like, no one's saying to, well, I, I, this is hard because we're talking about children, but I don't, like, at what age does, a, does do our sexual arousal system start happening? Different for every kid. So it's different for every kid. Yes, it is. And it has a lot of its biological, psychological, sociological, environmental factors. So when a kid is exposed, like I said, this is, I'm not going to get into this, but my first actual intercourse sexual experience i it was way way it, it messed up my entire not even the online porn it messed up so much of my ideas about intimacy my ideas about women now what it did do is because i was we were young so young it was innocent so i actually felt like i gained something because there wasn't the shame of sex i never grew up with that so it, it was double-edged sword for me for you what age does a kid get aroused well i didn't expect when i was six or seven and in the bathtub just cleaning myself to have that spontaneous reaction there's no going back from it. and i want that all the time now mm -hmm. you know enough about the way that the, the the dopamine cycle works and the addictive cycle works that yes you start and you light that whatever that pathway was that has the going to get you the dopamine, you're going to chase it, you're going to chase it. Uh, but there's nothing wrong. It's, it's just when we're talking about things like you said, so now I don't know, and I'm not going to pretend to know. But you're saying some things I'm thinking, okay, so hmm, that makes sense. If I have something, oh, I'll use it this way. Uh, people who get sober, and they're alcoholics, will often complain to me that once they're sober, and they're committed to that, they can't watch football anymore. 
because they've attached a behavior and every Sunday they go and they sit and they're watching football, but they've already attached the behavior of reaching for a beer. And so suddenly something doesn't feel right. We work them through it. People back in the day, and I'm not advocating smoking, but you know, they would smoke after sex. When you attach behaviors to something that you have a dopamine rush from, then that's going to be combined together. So you are seeing something that's pleasurable, dopamine, uh, oxytocin, whatever it is that's going through your head, is attached to the imagery and the behavior of you seeing this sexual and sub subjugation of women. I don't know, but I just think that there's some stuff that um, is not okay. And in terms of body shaming, in terms of you know things and women and and abuse of women, or look if you if the guy is the alpha and the girl, I'm not about to figure out whatever you want to figure out as adults between the two of you consensually. I've just worked with too many, especially women who don't like this, don't get it. And the guys, if they don't do it that way, they get ED. So what would you, what, sorry, what would you say to a parent on how to have this conversation? Well, I think Arthur's right. I think it has to start, we have to be, stop pretending this is not happening. So like cyber aggression, it's happening. So the schools, sex education. I mean, I learned from my older brother who taught me a lot of things. He was about 80% right. Um, but I remember, you know, I think about, being honest and talking about sex ed and also not being afraid to talk about online porn, but that's going to make parents crazy. So I think parents absolutely should be the ones because they've got their family values, their mm -hmm. beliefs. I would suggest if you're going to talk to your kids about it, I always, in all things, I always say to parents, it's going to be horrible. It's going to be awkward. They're going to roll their eyes. Just get used to it. It's the panted teen eye roll or the young kids. Start them early, gently, be age appropriate. What's I, age appropriate? Well, I, you know your kid. Right. But, I, but if they're saying that by eight or nine or 10, maybe not your kid, please, everyone, don't start writing letters to our emailing Arthur. <laughs> um, it again, it depends on how exposed your kid is and other things. You will know. It's, if they're, look, if They'll they want to an e bike at eight, yeah. then you got to assume that manifests externally valid, valid across. If they want, if, you'll know how sophisticated they are based on their other behaviors, yeah, their other conversations, right? I believe that's pretty much a bell curve. But if you're going to have the conversation, I say play the digital immigrant idiot card, meaning digital immigrants who didn't grow up with this. And trust me, they would love to teach you anything. This is for the older kids, not the ones that are 10, 11 or under. Um, I think, you know, mothers primarily and again please i'm just i'm not trying to stereotype mothers often teach their daughters about when they start to menstruate and all of that so when you're having those conversations and the daughter comes to you maybe that might be a time to appropriately talk about some other things about boys and what's right and what's wrong and online porn when you're talking to your kids no you have to be gentle they're going to freak out ask them hey i'm reading about this I'm reading about this stuff. Use the internet, play the dumb digital immigrant card. When you feel it's appropriate, say, okay, you know, uh, and when you're in the car, do not have conversations about porn or online porn looking at them in the eye. Always be distracted with another thing. You're cooking, you're driving. Please do not sit your kid down and look them in the eye and make them do this. You should not make eye contact. And so you distract yourself when you're doing something silly. You're just walking through a store and you're be quiet or you're in the car, or you're doing something. Just say, this is one suggestion. Okay, I got to ask you something, and please don't come. This is so, this is like, but I'm curious. I'm reading all this stuff about this online porn or however you want to frame it. I, about it's a, have you heard any kids having problems? Take it off of them. 
Mm. Start talking about have they, they will love to teach you. And just make it gentle in vague terms that you saw this stuff. And is this something, is this real? Are they making it play stupid, dumb, I don't know, digital immigrant? Is this stuff real? Is this as bad as they say? What do you think? If they reject that conversation, let them. Don't push them. And then bring it up again. Or if something comes up in the news, it says legislation. And you'll know. It's also, you have to be very sentient to the maturation level of your child and what they can handle. For the younger kids, I think this should be, um, if parents aren't monitoring what, it, first of all, I don't know that an 8 or 9 or 10-year-old should have all access to everything on the Internet. So I'm just saying, please, parents, put parental blockers not just from porn on the if you got a if you're going to give your kid a 6 or 7 or 8 or 9 that's not school based a lot of schools also have blocked porn from the school because mm -hmm. this became a thing at school but i'm telling the parents come on really are you really allowing your kid with anything not just porn i'm talking about the news i'm talking about things that could be disruptive dysregulating and they're not ready for so if you're a parent and you're handing your kid an imac with full access to everything on the internet and not parental controls i would just reconsider that choice so block the porn sites <clears throat> for those younger kids wait until they're ready to talk about it but like when i hear that seven eight nine year old ten year old kids are on pornhub i'm thinking what computers are they on? Now, sure, they might sneak on their folks, and maybe they can jailbreak the, the blocks, but that's going to be a kid who's ready to talk about it. If a kid's that sophisticated, in my opinion, working that hard to get on Pornhub mm. and, and jailbreaking their parents' controls, their friends are talking about it. They're curious. Of course they are. If they do that, they've invited you to have a conversation. Yeah, or they'll find a friend whose parents don't care. Well, that's my daughter's. Their... My daughter, my daughter. The first time we were not happy, she's the first time she saw male genitalia was when one of her no good friends' parents uh, just had a lot of screeners, and my daughter watched Forgetting Cheryl, Mar uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and saw Jason's junk, oh, wow. and was horrified, freaked out. But it was just a movie. Yeah, and that was a long time ago. Hmm. I think that's use, uh, that's really. I think that the listeners need to really listen to how you described that piece. Because, I, I mean, again, you and I are in, the, in a role right now where our children are on the precipice of this age. And I, I agree with you. It's scary as shit to, like, you know. And, and I have a daughter, and that's, like, hard for me as, as a man. And I don't – I've never had to experience oh, that you, before. Oh, my friend, so, as as the one who's got through the teenage years, mm -hmm. oh yeah. Oh, I know. That was two. But see, two. see, all the trauma that I have over it is because of people like you are telling me like, wait well, till the, your daughter. So thank you for letting are me. Fourteen years old. Thank I'm you for like, letting shit. me pay it forward. I'm also going to remind you <laughs> that I had to accept a long time ago yeah. that this is just karma, because we were once young boys and we were Stupid pursuing boys, other yeah. fathers' daughters. Um, again, and you're right. You got to be careful, but you can only be so careful because like I told you my story, we didn't have those magazines. My brother had some, but he was very proprietorial about them. Um, we didn't have them. It was my friend's dad. I mean, the, I learned things and there were books and I was about all of that. I was like, they were always wondering why Donnie had to like use the bathroom downstairs at this house that I played at a lot. I was always, I must have had some sort of issue and I couldn't use the upstairs bathroom and I was willing like every good to rather have them believe I had some sort of stomach issue all the time or bowel issue 
But I'd rather have him believe that so I could go down there to that downstairs basement, which was the dad's bathroom. This conversation is so interesting to me because of the secrecy, the shame, but also the rush. It's hard being a woman these days because as a little girl turning into a woman, it's like you get so much of your worth based off of sex. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of taught that. And you're taught like, oh, who's gonna make this guy come the fastest? And oh, and you're also taught not to not to um, give any care to sex, you know? You're kind of taught like, oh, uh, you know, if you if you fuck this guy and you have feelings attached to it, right? Like you're you're not a cool woman. Like you're you're kind of taught like to learn how to not give a shit about sex. And I and I hear so many of my female clients talk about they come in and their their problem is initially it's alcohol, but then it's really their relationship mm-hmm. to sex, their relationship to to people. So um, I know I went off on a tangent there. No, that's important because I also think that and these studies are coming out. That, you know, I can't, because I know, and I again, I don't want to get into it too much. Um, I know how it messed me up because I was overexposed and underdeveloped, and there were things that I got myself into that just really messed up my, I've worked through them, hopefully, intimacy, things about women, things about relationships. However, what all the studies are coming back, and we have to recognize and accept these numbers are underreported because of what we're talking about. So even the numbers we know are concerning. The kids are experimenting with all kinds of sex so much earlier, and they can't handle it probably. They're probably not emotionally ready. There's worries about sexually transmitted diseases, pregnancy, abuse, shame, guilt, and this is happening for kids. And the where children in, in America are starting their sexual adventures and full-on intercourse and how cavalier Again, I hear them talk about it, even the girls, of, of what they'll do and what they're expected to do at 12, 13, and every parent here is probably freaking, but you need to know this is happening. We're not even talking about the pictures that are being traded around and all of these things that is part of, it could be online porn, but it's it's that, that all of the, that stuff, the sexting. Well, it's, it, and, and to add one other thing, it, it is the image of being that person in that video, especially the the curated porns, right? The the voluptuous woman, or the or the woman that looks a certain way, or the man that has a, a certain girth or a certain size. Well, you of a can penis. choose those now, thanks to the channel, so you can right. self-select. So, but you, what you're saying, what you're seeing, is not just the performance of the act of sex and how it's done, but also who's doing it and what do they look like. They all have six packs. They all have. You know, again, you can you can filter through and say like, I am not good enough because I can't live up to that guy's penis. Well, size. that's what she said. Or, Make him come fast. I was like, well, what? Do you yeah, remember this? A, and I want to talk about. And we, I know we're running out of time, but yeah. so here's. I don't know your experience. I don't know yours. In the age of when the internet first have started, I remember this so clearly because it was during the stage when I was like a little younger, and I remember when the first online porn that we saw it was it took forever it was a dial-up <laughs> and i don't know if you remember had this arthur or maybe you had it in, in your experience we would sit there my buddies and i as it would it's her boob it's showing her boob we would stand there like with boners for like an hour as the lines would go and her boob was we were waiting for that nip the boob was revealed it took forever it was sexy 
Now it's like, oh, let me just go on there and, you know, yeah. I can find anything I want. And it's just, where is... Where well, now is, you're going to take it virtual with AI. I, and, I'm just saying, you don't even want to know. I've seen it. I've experienced some of it in beta testing, in labs. Oh, my gosh. No one's going to leave the house. It's awesome. Well, what was, that, what was that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Which one? Where it was like in a futuristic one where he... That it, was most of them. Terminator was like, oh. well, no, where he was. Oh, the, you're talking about, oh, yes. Pr protocol. Um, total recall. Total, total, re where they're like in rooms yes. and they're in like. Oh, trust me. Every, uh, well, everything like you've the, seen in a movie is coming. Oh, for sure. It's just a matter of time. Before we end, like, I, I think the other reason I'm, it's, it's an emotional thing to talk about, but also I see so many young women, teenagers, like pressuring to rush losing their virginity. Thank I you. was one of them. And I. And I remember I was at I, I was in, I was in twelve step meetings at sixteen. Men were taking bets on who was going to take my virginity, so they were like, "Don't tell anyone that." They're literally taking bets. Why do you think that is that women want to rush to lose their virginity? Because again, I mean, I men think, like want action, but I think a lot of our work comes from that. Like that's tell just, me what do you mean by that? I'm curious. I mean, I can only share from my own personal experience uh, and from what I've seen a lot of other women go through, it's like you get a sense of attention from a man and how he looks at you. And I hear that. I know? hear the different. I've heard a lot of, and that's why I was curious. I've heard this a lot. Again, I've worked with kids for 20 years and I've watched them grow up and I've watched my kids grow up and their friends and I've listened to them in carpool. Sometimes I don't hear things I do. Um, I knew everything about every kid in school during graduation. I was loving that on the sidebar. <laughs> because I drove carpool every morning and I, they forgot I was there, I heard things I didn't want to hear, like stuff. But I also, when those kids at the high school were walking around stage, I was like, oh, I know you. you the <laughs> oh, oh, I know you. I knew them all. I heard all the juice. It was kind of cool. However, what I heard, and I've heard a lot, and I this makes me really kind of – I've heard women – Say young girls say they just want to get it over with. I, that was me. Okay. I just want to get, get over with. with. I don't care what it is. I just want to get over with. Totally. So Why did they want to get it over with? What's the I thing? remember saying, I'm going to have to be drunk the first time I, I get it over with. I would lie to people. And I remember being outside and this guy looked at me and he's like, you know, you don't have to pretend. You don't have to pretend that you haven't done this. And I remember being like, really? Because everyone around me was this experienced person and I just felt like I was such a loser. And it, oh. And that's what a lot of women feel. And it's really sad. And I think with shows like Euphoria... You see these young teenagers, like, I mean, they they look so experienced, and it's like, okay, well, how do I do that? And they I actually talk, love the show. Talk, I work with teens. They talk like it. I sit there and I think, oh my goodness. And I don't know if it's a front. I don't know. And I know we're anti Arthur. What would be? What are our takeaways from from this? Because we kind of went lots of different I think places. I mean, I th well, no, I just go and I want to give solutions or you know, we no. Wanna... Well, you did, and I think what do you think the are ultimate the takeaway is? Is just feeling the the parents feeling comfortable to have a conversation with their kids. <laughs> the I, honestly, like, never, never, well, never. He, here's the thing. You're not going to ban it. It's going to get worse. It's here. It, the, you're not going to ban heroin. It's going to be here. And maybe we'll eventually get legalized. Who, God, heroin? Sub, uh, suboxone. What, what is that? Well, that's an opiate, but heroin being, ooh, I, I hear you, but yikes. But but that's the reality that we live in, right? right. The, as a society, things, at it because we get those dopamine hits, because it's exciting, because it's so invigorating, we as a society want to bring things Bigger, badder, greater, whatever, more exposed, right? right? right. Unless you're Utah. Right. And, and virtual reality is. But also we're living in, a for women, a very concerning regressive society. Yeah. 
so, very concerning. If you're so, watching some of the stuff, and I know as a woman, and again, as a father of daughters, I'm watching what's happening, and people were like, oh, Handmaid's Tale, that's so stupid. I'm like, is it? Is it? Like, it's actually well, the process of happening. So that we, let's do online porn and subjugation. How do we, this just tracks, doesn't it? For women being subjugated online porn who that's not the right message. What, what's the question? I'm just saying we also want to be mindful when Arthur's saying anything can happen. I'm saying we're talking about women and women's shame and women all this. And I just want to point out, of course, we all know what's going on and what's been going on. Very dark wave coming with women and, and all, you know, women are kind of it's regressing in terms of a lot of equalities yeah. and things. You're looking at me, Arthur, you don't believe? No, 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 I'm trying to see where you're going with it. Oh, I'm just saying we're talking. I'm trying to keep it that we're talking about online porn and pornography. And Rachel was yeah. saying about the shame, and we're, but we're it's kind of the dialectic of their shame. But we want to be sexualized. And we want to get facelifts. And we want to get Botox. And we want to show our cleavage. And we want to wear makeup. So and the heels. Where where does it land? Where where is the happy medium and balance? Well, I mean, then I you think... have OnlyFans, where you have just regular people who want who become. I mean. You know, to a, make lot of, money. a lot of adult film stars do OnlyFans for extra side hustle money. Right, but that's, that's one section. Well, there's a lot of these. As I was driving here, by the there's way. There's a local school teacher who also does oh, it. I, I'm, I, yes, I'm, I'm not trying to give anyone any ideas. But as I was driving here, just driving here, huge billboard. It was called, it was a tremendous billboard. It had a bunch of women across it dressed in all kinds of, hey, let's, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm down to clown. And it was called... The, the website is Zeus, Zeus's Baddies. And it was a billboard as I was driving here, and I think it's on Apple Play. And it used $5.99 a month, and I'm like, whoa. I mean, I was at Coachella this couple of weeks ago, and there was a literally now plane. looking up, by the no, way, that's there was right. a plane circling whoa. the venue what? for the whole weekend with a woman's OnlyFans account. And she was promoting her. Go for her. Like, I mean, no, good for her. But hey, listen, I, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta end it. I'm sorry, Rachel. Can, I, I yeah. but good for her. That's yeah. she can do what she wants. She's an adult. She makes good. School. No, but I mean, that's, I think you're right. I think us as parents have to have the conversation yes. much younger than we ever want to. And it doesn't have to be the full conversation. Though. No, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I, I think because a lot of these, the reason, the point that I started that that segment was because all of these things are going to exist. They're going to become greater, bigger, maybe, maybe not, who knows, but they're already here. The reality is, is that a lot of these things with shaming women, promoting it, not growing, it all stems from if your parent, your father, or your mother spoke with you or they didn't. Right. And if they didn't, then that you're going to get led to creating Par these parents actions. Get to talk. And if they did, maybe you will, Maybe but you'll go in it with more information, or maybe you just won't be interested in it at all because mom and dad were like, "Can't hey, you know?" Well, I asked you. You both walked in. Your parents having sex. So did I. We all saw <laughs> things. We live in the house. Parents talk to their kids about all kinds of things, and I think they should. Their whatever their values are, they should talk about drugs, sex, safety, cyber aggression. Don't all go it. here, stranger danger. Let's add this in. No, I will leave you with, from my end, a blueprint. It's very general in terms of. I talk about this a lot with parents, certainly with social media stuff, but let's talk about online porn. I say to parents, look, I'm gonna throw something out at you. I don't think when your child first said they wanted a bicycle, you handed them a motorcycle. Mm. I think you got them a tricycle, introduced them to that. Then you got them a little bigger bike with training wheels and all of that. Great example. Then when they were ready, 
you got them a bigger bike with training wheels. Or you took off the training wheels. Well, no, it's, it was those little bikes that were like, that you buy the, the, the training wheels are attached, you can't take them off. Right. That's usually next. Next one is a bike, the training wheels can come off. You do that, then you take off the training wheels, you right. watch them. You make sure, and they go off down the street, and maybe they have some missteps. You help them. You help them teach balance, safety. You tell them what to look for. You make them wear a helmet. And you teach them what your expectations are, but also how to keep themselves safe and still have a great time. Yeah. This is where the online porn comes in. For later, for kids who are 18. You can't be an online porn kids until you're 18. Ha, ha, he said laughing. So, And then you give them the, the bike, take off the training wheels. And then they ride and you send them off and you trust that what you've taught them, they will make good choices. 100%. Then when they're a little older, you get them maybe a bigger bike or you get them an e-bike. I say to parents, with all things online, shouldn't we be following those same examples mm -hmm. of just starting slowly? So when you have these conversations about online porn, you're not going to show them. Into, you're not going to talk about that. You're going to gently, as your kid starts to mature from five, six, seven, eight, nine, when you know they're ready for anything to talk about, about the world, about climate change. Kids have a lot of questions. And we have to be careful as parents how much we tell our kids. So we're not trying to freak them out if they say, oh my God, what's going on in, in Ukraine? Why are these babies out? Because they're seeing it, right? So with all things, I say to parents, you need to monitor. They will have questions. Give them the information as they are ready knowing full well they're no good friends are going to fill in all the lies and all the other things including online porn but if you have a conversation and you start it and you're not trying to hit your 14 year old kid up with and say so are you beating off to online porn or what if you've started those conversations about all things i think the parents should really talk about a lot of different things whether it's climate change or the state of the planet kids are freaking out they're overexposed and underdeveloped they're seeing all kinds of things on the news we never saw hearing all sorts of things from their friends seeing things on TikTok and social media so i think if you talk about all kinds of things the same way as you do when you teach them about a bike and you need to stop at the end you have to look both ways mm -hmm. If you translate that across all things online and you start those conversations early, then they're not surprised by it. Then you've already started building and sowing the seeds of having conversations. So you can talk about bullying. You can talk about sex. You can talk about any online porn. You can talk about social media. You can talk about fake news. But I think it has to start earlier. And if you haven't done it already, you're not screwed. You can do it again. Don't start talking about online porn. Talk about, do what they think about climate change. Have they ever seen or heard about any, what's this cyber aggression, is this real? And then fold it in gently, not looking at them making eye contact while you're folding laundry and, if, and then just let it go. So that's kind of like a bigger picture thing of what I teach. Masterful. I think that was a great way to end it and to give people some direction. Um, Don. I can't tell you how much it's always a pleasure. Like, There's so much more oh, for us to go in places. I want to make sure Rachel's are, are you all right there? Because I really I respect know, I, Rachel. I'm, I got to tell uh, you, I already respected you. I already think that you are just all that. The fact that you sat here as a woman and told your truth and all of that, I, I mean, my gosh. That to me is like that's the way to do it. And that will also maybe allow other people to... Not feel they're alone, but I got to tell you, you know, he and I can get in the locker room and he started, he said the word fuck like two seconds in. But the fact that you were able to sit here and have this conversation and tell some things, Rachel, professionally and personally, it's what I already knew about you. But I got to say, you just went to a level that is unbelievable. So thank you. Thanks. I'm going to go cry in the car. Okay. Uh, well, I'm just going to go head off to, you know, 
<laughs> Go tell your baker I said hi. Arthur's going to uh, Arthur's going to fap in the bathroom. Arthur's an incel. No, I, pre- I I know we have to end, but I appreciate you saying that. Um, I mean it. I, I don't I, just say I, that. I I that was crazy. Yeah, it was super intense for me. I wasn't expecting that, but I, I do it for uh, the younger version of myself, you know, mm. and for the other. And young maybe the younger women, people listening. The, to for this. the young women that are listening and the young boys that are listening, and um, I think that's how we heal is by vulnerability. So I appreciate you so much. Thank I really John. do. Thank you. And thank you. All right. Arthur, and thanks for everyone who's listening. Thank you. Yo, thank thanks you. Thanks all.